This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 241 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, we're talking about the seven habits of healthy people. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now, and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it. Thin. Not tell you lies. Thin. I want smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the theschoolofpodcasting.com. If you're new to the show, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I don't even play one on TV. This uh, Between you and me, this podcast is actually for me to inspire me. Some days it works. Some days it doesn't. Uh, I did have a good day last week where I uh, was riding the treadmill while I was watching football. Going to be doing the same thing this week. And last week when I weighed in on Monday... I uh, was down, so I'm hoping that's the case as I record this at Sunday. So I'll let you know next week. But last week, the, the scale did move a little bit. And so I'm going to read a little bit still from this. This is almost the end of the book. It was called It's called Impossible, How I Lost Nearly 400 Pounds. And if you go to logicalloss.com forward slash 241, that will uh, take you right to the uh, our website where I'll have a link to the book. But in it, the author says, there are uh, what he's calling seven, seven healthy habits or seven habits of healthy people. And the, the first one is, he says, people eat all the time. He says, if you're healthy. He says, you can't treat your body like a car driving around on E all the time and only filling it up at the last possible minute. He says, if you don't eat often, then you become very hungry and desperate. And that leads to, you guessed it, poor food decisions. Number two, healthy people are prepared. And I think this is the one for me that I have a hard time with. He says his health and wellness coach, um, where he goes to, he says, sits at their desk eating peanut butter out of the jar with a banana. He said he wouldn't dream of not packing his lunch. And he said, and uh, neither would the author in this case. He says the food has to come from somewhere and healthy people don't get food um, from their from vending machines or drive-through windows, or a pizza delivery guy. So healthy people are prepared. Number three, healthy people don't kill themselves at the gym. Uh, the Biggest Loser started this week, and this is a bunch of ex-athletes. I think they're calling it golden years. It's really interesting. No Jillian Michaels anymore. Of course, she quit. And uh, they have four trainers now because Bob, they make it look like Bob left, but I'm, I'm going to, spoiler, Bob didn't leave. But they do have four trainers now. 
And you have these people that were really healthy at one point in their life, and they're just dropping like flies. Now, they push themselves even harder, but that is not a good way to start. And he says, uh, people that are healthy have a regular schedule where they go three or four times a week for about an hour. Nothing crazy. This allows the healthy person to maintain a healthy weight, stay in shape, and not burn out. Because the, the woman that went home uh, hurt herself pushing so hard. And there were, there were two of them that, you know, were taken out in an ambulance. That, that first workout is always crazy. And I think, they, I, think, I think the biggest loser, it could be such a better show. But they do stuff like that, in my opinion, to make people drop like flies because it's entertaining. Not because it's healthy. And I think that's one of the reasons why Julian Michaels left is last year the winner was so incredibly skinny that it, it went beyond um, healthy. And she said she'd had enough. And the other thing was, they, uh, if you care, from what I've read, you don't have a whole lot of say in how you're edited. And they basically just edited that show to make Jillian look like a giant bitch, for lack of a better phrase. And um, she's like, look, people are saying, I bet she's a horrible mom because of how she was depicted. She goes, they didn't see any of the, the very inspiring talk she had with people. And she's like, yeah, I'm done with that. All right, uh, number four, healthy people work exercise into their daily routine. That way, working out is not the only source of physical activity. We've talked about this. Things like taking the stairs, uh, parking far away from the store entrance, going for a walk, any of that. I mean, right now in my office, I uh, I walked to my office today. That's a 20-minute walk. I, uh, I'm in like a plaza, and behind me is a Target. So when I needed some food for lunch, I went over and got some sort of frozen healthy choice thing. And uh, I walked over to get it. It's a good, I don't know, five, 10 minute walk there and back. And what do you know, by uh, the time I got back here, I was already, I, I think my Fitbit told me uh, 2,000 steps from my goal, which is 10,000. And it's not even three o'clock yet. So... You know, and if you're if you're looking for a Fitbit, go to logicalloss.com forward slash Fitbit. We'll talk about those in a second. Um, in fact, it's this one right now. He says, healthy people keep it simple. That's number five. He says, I love technology, but in my observations, most healthy people I know don't scan barcodes into their phones at the grocery store or walk around with a tracker all day long adding up their movements. You don't need a special machine to work out, and you don't need a smartphone app to track how much you eat. I use a pen and paper. Now, about you? Now, I realize... Paper doesn't crash. I have friends of mine that always joke because uh, I'm a computer instructor. But for me, simple is uh, my fitness pal on your phone. It's about as easy as it's going to get because it will actually, you can scan the barcode and it'll put the food into your phone for you. And for me, easy as Fitbit. It's in my pocket when I wake up. Uh, I charge it on Saturdays and it lasts the whole week. And I can look down at any time and see how many steps I've had. And uh, so he's not a fan of, and to me, I get it. There are some things out there that make it, when you start, uh, you almost micromanage yourself. You've ever had a boss like that where you have to write down what you did all day? And so at the end of the day, they say, what did you do? And you go, I wrote down what I did all day. I didn't do anything. I just wrote down that I was not doing, it's, it's ridiculous, right? When you get micromanaged. And there are, I've seen tools like that, that uh, maybe for, a pro athlete or somebody who was a, an Olympic person and they had a, a some sort of health person to to track that kind of detail, 
it, it can be, it, it can make it more of a chore. Uh, many moons ago, uh, I was uh, working for a company teaching software, and they wanted to, uh, this is, you guys remember this phrase, Palm Pilots. Remember Palm Pilots? And to make a long story short, we bought this software that wasn't super easy to do on a computer, and they wanted to do it on a Palm Pilot. So sure enough, I found a way to tie everything together, but it took an already fairly robust software and made it almost impossible to do on a Palm Pilot. And there's all the synchronizing things. And uh, in the end, they decided not to use the software, not because the software was bad, but because the technique they were using to put the information in was a nightmare. And I told them up front, you don't want to do this on a Palm Pilot. And so that's a case where technology uh, can bite you in the butt. But for me, on a smartphone, my fitness pal, or, or lose it, lose it was another good one. I like my fitness pal. Um, here's another one. Number six, healthy people don't, uh, don't avoid the doctor. Uh, healthy people go to the doctor, get checked out, and get treated for any problems, and um, keep it moving. I'm guilty of this one. I'm, I am due. I'm turning 50 in a, next year, and uh, that thing that guys have to do, yeah. I get to do that. Looking forward to that. My actual doctor now said, nah, just wait till next year because I was going to do it a couple years ago. Nah, wait till you're 50. I'm like, okay. I thought early detection was the best. But uh, my dad uh, was um, an interesting guy. I, I love my dad. I, I lost him uh, this year. And uh, he, he had a thing where he was under a car and moved something and a bunch of dirt fell in his eye. And he didn't go to the doctor. To make a long story short, he went pretty much blind in that eye. And I remember the one day, in a very kind of grumpy old man kind of voice, he said, doctors practice medicine and nobody's going to practice on me. Okay, Dad, well, guess what? You can't drive now because you have no depth perception because you're blind in one eye. You can't play ping pong. Anything that required depth was off the table. So, uh, yeah, take care of yourself. That's number six. Number seven. Healthy people grocery shop a lot. I can attest to this. I've been eating, uh, let's see, today I had watermelon. I had a Shakeology, and I had a uh, healthy choice thing. And so, you know, when you're buying fruit especially, you can't buy that and have it sit on the counter for two weeks. It's going to go bad. So you got to go there frequently. But that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It says the healthy person realizes there's nothing healthier than the food they prepare, prepare themselves because they know what's in it. Since healthy people get most of their food from the grocery store, dining out becomes the exception rather than the rule. And so he talked about if you're now realize he was, I think, 577 pounds. And when you're at a spot, and you're just like, oh, man, uh, you know, I can't do that. Um, I know when I get heavy, my back hurts and things like that. And he says the gateway drug to exercise is walking. Get out and walk. Uh, he says it's, it's no secret that countries and societies were walking. Where walking is a major mode of transportation, a la New York City. Um, they have fewer overweight people and lower rates of heart disease. Why? It's because people are walking. And the other thing to keep in mind when you do any kind of exercise, but we could talk about walking here, you're making a statement and you're taking a stand. This is why I want to somehow get in the habit of walking in the morning. 
because it's you fighting back. It's you taking a stand for your body. It's you, you know, moving in the right direction, no pun intended. And he said the secret to walking is persistence. Once your doctor clears you for walking, you can start where you are. You can start with five minutes, move up to 10, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He says, don't think you have to have an expensive gym membership to work out or do cardio. Just get started losing weight and uh, and stay in shape. He goes, you can do, when you first start out, again, if you're really, really overweight, five minutes a day, three days a week. Now, of course, I have to say that, uh, you know, always consult your doctor because, again, I'm not your doctor. But uh, he says, as of this writing, I've lost nearly 400 pounds. He says, and in the past, I would lose a bunch of weight. He says, but I was never satisfied. He actually lost the weight once and then gained it back. He says, the more I lost, the more I wanted to lose. He says, at one point in my life, I got down to 199 pounds from 577. And he says, and I still thought I was fat. He goes, I was just never satisfied. He goes, that was 15 years ago. He goes, and I gained all the weight back. He says, I told myself, if I ever get back to there, meaning 199, I'm going to be satisfied with what I've accomplished. I'm always going to keep the proper perspective. I'm always going to realize that where I am is so much better than where I came from. He says, and I'm going to be happy. And so he's kept it off over the years. He goes, uh, he says, the concept that I can walk into any clothing store in America and buy a size medium shirt and a size 36 pants and have both of them a little too big on me. He goes, just blows my mind. He goes, it's like Christmas every day. He says, look, I'm never going to weigh the 164 pounds like the government says I should weigh. He goes, my body is never going to be perfect. My knees are shot from carrying around all that extra weight for so long. I have a curve in my spine from the years of being heavy. I got neck pain when I sit too long. I now have a tailbone that gives me problems. My dreams of becoming the next great marathon runner have been shattered because my body can't take it. He says, but you know what? And this is the key here. I'm alive because he, he almost died and I'm going to keep living and I don't weigh 577 pounds anymore. He goes, I have arrived. This is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. He says, but I'm not done. I'm just getting started. He says, life is good. And uh, so keep that in mind that, uh, you know, if, if you keep going the wrong direction, you could, I'm sure he didn't wake up one day and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep eating and, and not exercising until I get to almost 600 pounds. And doggone it, I would have done it if I hadn't almost had a, he didn't have a heart attack. It just, his body was like, dude, you are 577 pounds. Give me a break. So keep that in mind. And I want to want to share a quote. This is from a guy named Les Brown. I've just discovered Les Brown. He's kind of a motivational speaker guy. And there are times, you know, when you, the one of the trainers on The Biggest Loser says you either operate out of fear or you operate out of love. And at first I was like, what kind of hokey Zen master Buddha tree hugging crap is that? But I kind of get it because sometimes I I know I've really jumped on the exercise bandwagon when my doctor said, uh, you need to get in shape now. And that lasted for a little bit. Um, I think in some cases we operate out of love because you love your kids and you want to be around for your kids. Uh, But I also think sometimes when we feel unloved, it's the opposite, right? If we, if we, if we, 
act out of love. We don't act out of unlove. So when we feel bad about ourselves, we self-medicate with food. And I know I, that's probably, man, I, that's me in a nutshell. Um, if, uh, if my wife and I start having disagreements, I got to find a better way to deal with that. I really, really do. And, um, then the other one, then, you know, sometimes we act out of fear. Well, what's the opposite of fear is when we're not afraid, when we're comfortable. And that again is a bad thing. Why? Cause we're like, well, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. So many times that fear, like, what do you mean fear? Why would I be afraid of exercise? Well, in some cases I've heard of people that are afraid that if they, uh, if they lose weight, maybe their spouse won't like them. Maybe their spouse likes them a little thicker because then the spouse doesn't have to worry about how they look, right? You're both uh, kind of in that area. And maybe you're afraid to start because, well, you've, you've tried this before and it didn't work. And that's where you got to start really slow and build on that. But I found this quote and I want to share it. It says, you don't have to be great to get started but you have to get started to be great. I love that one. You don't have to be great to get started. Cause so many times we're like, well, I don't have the right treadmill. I need this. I, I got it, you know, and that's where the author of the book, and he says, Hey, keep it simple, you know, get up and walk. You don't need a Fitbit to walk. I love my Fitbit. Don't get me wrong, but I can walk without it. That's kind of hard to Keep track of where I'm at, but who cares? Get up and walk. Five, you track it by minutes, not by steps then. So you don't have to be great to get started, but you do have to get started to be great. And when you fall down, you got to get back up because the alternative is death. You know, there, there have been times that, you know, we all have really bad days. And you start thinking about just giving up on everything. And we've kind of finally figured out that in most cases, giving up on everything kind of leads to a pretty bad life. And we lose sight of what we have to offer. We feel like we have nothing to offer. We feel like everybody, nobody appreciates us in some cases. I was reading about that in a, a, a book how that can just, you know, when you feel like you've been taken for granted. Well, here's the thing. And it was interesting because it was actually a book on marriage. And it said, if you're not happy with yourself, do not get married hoping that your spouse will make you happy. Because what you'll do is you'll make two people miserable. And without turning this into a, a marriage show, you do have to kind of, in the end, you got to do this for you. And you are definitely worth fighting for. You are worth, you have a lot to give to this world, to your kids, to your nieces, to your nephews, to the, the cash register, to the cashier at the store. You can make an impact on people. I, uh, I do a podcast called the uh, School of Podcasting. Uh, the Morning Announcements actually is the name of the show. And it was interesting because I was following the story. I happen to know two people. One was a podcaster and one was a listener. And I got to interview the listener and he explained 
what a impact the podcaster had on their life through their podcast. And I then got the podcaster and, and shared that with that person. And he was like, wow, I had no idea. And then uh, I talked about that on, on a podcast I do for podcasters. And somebody heard that and said, wow, I, I hadn't heard of this person in a long time. I, I knew this person 10 years ago and they reached out and rekindled an old, old, old friendship. And so that one little podcast, because what happened was um, the listener reached out to the, or the podcaster reached out to the listener and they ended up becoming friends to where the podcaster actually got the listener a job. And so that podcaster is, it's not me, by the way, it's a guy named Jared Easterly. Uh, he does starve the doubts.com. If you want to hear this show and, um, you know, you have no idea the effects you have on other people. You know, I don't think Robin Williams knew the effects he has on people. Um, I know I was real. I still am really bummed that Robin Williams is no longer with us. And so number one, I guess that's kind of what we're talking about is depression. When you feel you have no value, the answer is not turned to the fridge. It's, it's turned to somebody else. I don't know if you, you can get professional help. There's, and for the record, there's nothing wrong with going and talking to somebody. You're not crazy. Sometimes we get our thoughts get a little skewed because of what's in front of us. But uh, you have value. I guess is how I'm going to end this. You do have value. Don't, uh, there's an old, old um, gospel tune that I heard years ago that the lyrics were, don't let them steal your joy. And pretty much the lyrics were, don't let them steal your joy. Don't let them steal your joy. And then I think they said, uh, don't let them steal your joy. That was pretty much the, the, the name and that was it for the whole song. So, Again, you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great. And you have a huge amount of potential to be great. So don't be afraid. Get off the couch and uh, get working and start doing some of the things we mentioned today. Uh, again, the seven habits of uh, healthy people here. And again, you can find that list at Logical Loss dot com forward slash two four one and uh as i say often we can't rewrite the way we started our story but we definitely have time if we start today to change how it ends thanks so much for listening and uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the logical weight loss podcast well i hope you've enjoyed this episode of the logical weight loss podcast if you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I 
I guess I'll have 